Attention, Pokemon players. You are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. On today's episode, Lugia reclaims the top spot. Jake gets showered with gifts. And Chuck gets swamped. Chuck, how are you doing, my friend? You look tired. (laughs) Chuck does get swamped. You so, uh, <laughs> how's your is... been? How's your day been? Uh, today has been a very long day. Uh, I can say it hasn't been the busiest, as we call it, peak season in the uh, delivery business. But uh, they are always grueling this week, no matter what. So, uh, it's just uh, that time of the year where ten hour plus days are the norm. A lot of work. I drove uh, enough miles today to go to Pittsburgh and back, but nice. it was all in northwestern Ohio. So just there's that fun. Um, you're you're delivering gifts to people and and homes and families, and you're making Christmas better. Yes, delivering gifts, playing Santa Claus, and and, and all that. Uh, so delivering gifts is more down your road this week. So. <laughs> How was your week? Yeah, been? my my week was uh pretty good. It's uh, so my birthday's on Christmas for you know anybody that doesn't know, um, but you know that being said, nobody ever wants to or nobody's going to be able to celebrate my birthday except for the people I live with for the most part. Um, so I usually do my birthday weekend the weekend before. Um, so had had a party, um, just small with a couple friends. Unfortunately, you weren't able to go because I know you were super busy, uh, but I had some of our, our local, um, you know, Pokemon uh, friends there uh, were able to come and, you know, no, nobody had to get me anything, uh, but everybody uh, that went got me something. It was it was ridiculous. I felt uh, very spoiled and and grateful to have such wonderful friends. Um, and then obviously my uh, my wife and kid got me a new cell phone. So I was pretty uh, happy about that because, as you know, my camera has been broken. So I can't take uh, pictures of my like my sweet decks of the week uh, and post them. So now I can again. Uh, so felt pretty good there. Um, and then lastly, uh, as I kind of talked about last week, um, that Pokemon or TPCI was giving out you know more goodies to the top 32 stores. So I was able to go down to Sports Car Junction this week. Um, and receive a couple more gifts. Um, I feel like that season was a season of continuous gifts. Like every time I thought it was done, they're like, no, we have more stuff for you. Uh, I'm not going to say no to free cool stuff. Um, as you can see, um, Chuck, you can see uh, my my little uh, notepad in the back now, top 32 with Pikachu on there. Pretty, pretty awesome. I'm pretty happy uh, to get that. So overall, um, I feel blessed to be, you know, you know, to have a lot of people that care about me and, and, uh, you know, that make me want to make me feel good. So, um, it was a great week, uh, and I've been pretty much recovered, um, from my injury, uh, as I fell down the stairs about a month ago, um, even so much so that I got to play in a, in a parents versus kids game at my son's, uh, ice hockey. It was just kind of like a end of the year kind of thing so i got on the ice for the first time in i don't know um at least six months um and skated around uh it wasn't anything too crazy thankfully because they're all uh, eight and nine year old kids uh but it was nice just to get on the ice and and 
you know, school those kids a little bit, I guess. <laughs> Put it between the legs a couple times, right? I mean, oh yeah, I got a breakaway a couple times. <laughs> you know, they accidentally passed it or whatever. I was like, mm. there's an empty net. I was like, not not like shooting on a goalie or anything like that. So I was like, let's see if I can still do this. <laughs> <laughs> that's that. That sounds like fun. So to me, I don't feel like I was trying too hard, but my wife was there, obviously, and she she kind of threw me on her bus because like you, you look like you're the only parent trying. So I was like, <laughs> apparently that kid um, try or like that that adult trying to school the kids, but I don't feel like I was putting that much pressure. I know every time they skated near me and I was playing defense, I let them you know skate past me. <laughs> I wasn't trying too hard to stop them or anything. Yeah. I wasn't pulling a Billy Madison or anything. <laughs> funny <laughs> now you are a big big trouble <laughs> <laughs> oh that sounds like a good time for sure no it was it was a great weekend um but yeah. i do have a question for you uh going from this last week um were you able to go to locals and did you play your fossil deck that you were supposed to uh no well let me let me rephrase this yes and then no so I did go to locals. Uh, I have been trying to track down some uh, Armaldos to yes. to properly play the deck I want to play. Uh, picked up one, uh, but uh, one did not play out. the deck. So <laughs> this I did, is I did not play the deck because they had a, a Magikarp and Gyarados mat on the line this this week as a special prize. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. You don't get... And I did, wasn't wait. about to phone it in with a fossil deck <laughs> to try and win a Did you win mat. this, Matt? No. Then so... you, you phoned it in. And not only that, um, some of our listeners and locals here um, when we were at League Night this week, um, you know, were a little bit upset with you as well uh, and, and said... Um, and I, I kind of agree with this now that this is two weeks in a row for ev every week that you miss, you have to play that deck an extra time. So we're up to now three times, you know, the in initial time and now two. So you got to play that deck for almost a month. If you play it starting next week or this week, however you want to say, well, I don't know if I'll be able to do league night. Uh, yeah, this, this, this week might be a little hard. I'll give you a pass. Cause it is Christmas week, um, uh, weekend. We still have and we should still have league night near New Year's, so okay. that'll be okay. But uh, okay, so then you have two more the weeks eve of uh, Christmas. Yes, so you you and essentially have a week and a half. Bomb with snow. Yeah. Well, either way, you need to order right. those on TCG Player, and you must play. You have no no excuses next week. Next next league, you have plenty okay, of time it, from but, right now to get those but, those guys. I'm gonna say this. I'm not. I'm only gonna play it once, and I'm gonna retire it when I get top four. Out of our league night. So if you I get top it, four, you get top four. You don't have to play it again. But if you I'll take are a below that, everyone can. I can if say you're if you're below I that, though, you must play it again. <laughs> <laughs> you must play it a second time if you if you uh, scrub out. Okay. As for making everybody uh, in our community wait to see how this uh, this fossil deck works. Now I have to do it well, or else I just throw four fossils in both. Places. I'm just gonna play Mew and throw four fossils in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you had to do. Uh, and you, I know yeah, you're, you're you're procrastinating and not getting there. <laughs> I should have. I should have just did it last week anyway. I did not. I did not do well for that mat, even though uh, I wanted to try and win it. Uh, so. 
It is what it is. All good, my friend. Just know well, that uh, the community's putting a little bit of pressure on you uh, to get this fossils out there, man. All right. I I, I feel the pressure. And uh, hint, if you want to win something, don't play Hisuian Zorark. Just throwing that out there. You didn't want to phone it in and you played Hisuian Zorark? All right. Well, I had between, I had two deck choices. It was Hisuian Zorark and you, and no one played Lugia. So I was like, oh, I got this. You didn't pick Mew. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Mew is still a top, like, top three deck, top four deck. Yeah, Azumian Zorhork for a must-win tournament? I, I gotta keep I keep in my badge of being a non-Mew player, so. You don't get to keep the, no, no, you own, no. <laughs> just because I own the deck doesn't mean I play it. Uh, I don't know, guys. <laughs> I don't know about this. <laughs> Uh, I'm just shaking my head in disappointment, but um, uh, what's not I, disappoint? I, what's not disappointing though is both of us were right um, when we called Lugia to be the champion of Texas, and uh, lo and behold, Lugia does take it, uh, wins wins the tournament, and not only wins the tournament, five of the top eight decks were a Lugia deck of some sort. There were different variations, but Lugia was the mainstay. Uh, so yes. how do you feel about that um, going forward? I mean, I guess just into this, do you feel like this is um, setting Lugia up for success, you know, again for the next few tournaments before rotation? Um, no, I think it was just kind of like saying, I think it was a good, it was a good kind of like, excuse me, a good outpour of, uh, just kind of like uh, Lugia is showing that it has the chops to do what it wants to do. Um, I think this is just a general progression of what we have in the meta at the moment. Uh, we had a big counter push from Lugia and or not from Lugia from like electric types and stuff like this, and basically yeah. saying, "Hey, Lugia players, you can't just." put in like you can't be the super consistent like, like let's make let's you gotta play plan for some stuff now and i think that's what we're getting into the deck right. into lugia's where they can handle things now so right so i mean we kind of talked about it uh in preparation of texas so just with lugia in general um after seeing you know so many decks with paralysis to have um a lot of play um, and really uh, pushing Lugia down. Lugia has now added the Eldegoss tech um, for a couple different matchups for the for the stall or the Mewtwo control. Um, it's really good in that matchup, uh, being able to you know save uh, resources if they're trying to Yivatol you uh, to death where your energies go away. Uh, maybe you can do it that way. Um, we saw the the mill deck. Uh, or mill decks kind of see some some pushback too um, that it's uh, able to do that, but also just with paralysis and having the Articuno out there uh, is very good against that being able to continuously just switch out. Even if you're not taking a return KO, um, you just just put too much pace and tempo on that deck, and they just can't keep up once you get that loop going on. Uh, in fact, I gotta get a couple games in after the fact with El Eldegoss. I would have probably if I was. Going to Texas, I would have played Lugia with Eldegoss, uh, and it was really easy to get that loop going on. Um, 
one, you can just get fish for the first bird keeper and then just Eldegoss, Eldegoss, Eldegoss. Uh, it didn't seem too hard uh, in that matchup uh, to to get that off. So Lugia is poised to tech against, the, you know, the, the counter to the counter. So is there now going to be another counter to Lugia that it's not expecting or respecting in the deck choices? Yeah, well, that's a, that's a good question. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think it was time. I mean, the... We also see a couple different variations still in the top top eight of the yeah. Lugias. So it's not a it's not a hundred percent uh solved way of doing things, but um yeah, it's just I mean we knew Lugia was gonna do what it needed to do to win a tournament, I think. Uh and Arlington is just proof for it that it is like the BDF and format. Um I was intrigued, uh, uh, you know, a Reggie's made the cut um, in general in top eight. And the, 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 I mean, the other odd deck in the, I mean, we had a really interesting. There was, there was deck two interesting a- decks in there, I think for sure. Which one did you want to talk about the final, uh, the finals matchup? Yeah. I mean, that was the thing I was going to, I mean, we can talk about Lugia more if you wanted to, but I, there was not much else to say, I think about the deck besides. No. I mean, you can't. When now we've reached the point where it's not just like let's make the most consistent build. Let's let's plan for things that people are going to try and do to us. Uh, and and I think that's where you'll see Lugia sit around, uh, and maybe things might change depending on what people will try and do to counter it. But I thought the more interesting deck was the Aerodactyl in the finals against it, uh, right? With the Vika Volt and just the the fact that. Uh, that whole archetype made it throughout the whole day. Yeah, general. I watched a couple stream games with that deck. Uh, obviously, I saw the finals, but uh, leading up to that was playing against Reggie's. Um, and that deck just with with Vika Volt is just able to shut you know other answers or other decks down uh, pretty effectively. Uh, the the deck is uh, at least it was running really smooth and consistent um, leading up to the finals and, and piloted very very um, you know. You know, perfectly, I think, uh, uh, in my opinion. Uh, but then, you know, going into finals, ultimately it faltered. Um, and I did have a little bit of um, of a you, you probably spoke too soon kind of moment because I think that there was a really cool moment in the in the cast where they got to interview both players beforehand. Uh, but the Aerodactyl player, uh, I forget his name right now, uh, Alex something. Uh, he was he was. Keck clear. Alex, he seemed a little full of his deck and basically was saying it was going to be an auto win um, in that matchup. Because, I mean, obviously he did well against Lugia's uh, all day long uh, to get to that point. <laughs> but he definitely bricked out um, game one and game two just didn't go his way. Couldn't get that Aerodactyl uh, tech out there to stop the evolutions. Um, so, I mean... It was a great deck. Uh, he played it well, uh, but obviously when you're playing a 1-1 one, one line, it can be a little bit um, clunky to get out what you want to to stifle your opponent. Yeah. Yeah, I I did not get to see the the gameplay happen mm-hmm. uh, directly, but uh, yeah, I mean, both, both lists look really interesting and I uh, don't oh. Uh, good job for uh, 
Connor, uh, who went, um, I think he I think went undefeated, he went undefeated right? the whole day, whole um, whole tournament. I mean, you can't. I think I'm pretty sure that he went undefeated the whole tournament through day one through day two, all the way to top eight. Um, obviously, he's pro- he dropped games here or there, but not uh, a full set. Um, yeah, so he I, he never I, lost. I the know. Best of three. I'm gonna try and look this up. Uh, I'm like know, 99% sure that he went undefeated. He went eight zero and one on day one, so he went undefeated day one, uh, just with a tie. And I believe he pulled the same feat in day two, where he didn't lose a set. And then yeah. obviously, uh, once you make top cut, if you're in the finals, you didn't lose anything. But he won, mm-hmm. uh, so uh, he still didn't lose at all. So. Yeah, that, congratulations. That's a, a huge feat, uh, and obviously um, that's just a testament of his play, uh, the consistency of the deck, and the versatility of the deck. Um, but we've kind of talked about Lugia at Exhausted uh, for the last month, it seems. Uh, but there are a couple other lists uh, that kind of saw a little bit more uh, light, and we I want to kind of talk about this Rayquaza Amazing Rare um, Lost Box. And, and I know... Um, again, I'm, I'm I'm blanking on names right now. Uh, let me check this up. But I know the player um, that was playing it, Jacob I, uh, specifically say it was a Rayquaza deck before a Lost Box deck. So uh, I didn't get to see any of those games. But uh, Rayquaza, Amazing Rare, um, kind of coming out to play and showing people that it's a, it's a force to be reckoned with and another option, yet another option to put into Lost Box. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who are unaware of what Amazing Rare uh, Rayquaza does, that's uh, that has the amazing burst attack for a grass, a lightning, and a fighting. So the Lost Box engine is the one thing that can get that thing fired up, but mm-hmm. you discard all basic energy from this Pokemon and it does 80 damage for each type of basic you discard it in this way. So if you just have the three that you need, you're looking at... Uh, 240 damage mm-hmm. so if you, you get, get one more just one more one more you do 320 uh to whatever uh you want and let's be honest uh it's not hard when you're mirage gating those energies <laughs> exactly. uh, and when you're looking at the energy spread uh we got one two three four five different types so there's uh more than one there's an extra type in there that he doesn't need to attach to get the 320 damage. So. Right. That's crazy. Uh, I, I love to see some of those versatility, uh, you know, some decks that showing a little bit more versatility, um, straying off the what's quote unquote the norm uh, of the standard uh, format right now. Yeah. Um, I do like the, I do like the inclusion of Rayquaza in, in the Lost Box, just giving it something that has uh, a little bit more punch uh that it can kind of get fired up quickly more i guess it's a little bit quicker than maybe uh i don't know it'd be just as quick as a giratina but mm-hmm. not giratina in in the terms in the meta we're in now because it has to kind of fend with the the evitals and such uh so pretty nice yeah it's definitely nice something to um you know continuously getting maybe some reps in with just having a different kind of deck to play with. 
Um, but then one other deck I wanted to kind of highlight, kind of seeing over the weekend through Twitterverse um, and a couple of uh, the people that I talked to regularly that went um, playing um, Eternatus Weezing. Um, seems like a pretty decent play. Uh, had some decent success, uh, at Wait. least in day, day one. What's that? 33rd. It finished yeah. 33rd place. Good so Frank Persick. Uh, yep, Frank Persick uh played it well. I know Count the Money had it, uh just barely miscut. Um, but you know, the deck is is good. Weezing able to just shut things down and then just give you that extra bit of time to um get Eternatus built up. And then Eternatus obviously hits pretty good numbers against uh you know a lot of the mainstays uh in the in the in the meta right now. The top two decks are at least Two of the top three decks, Mew and and uh, Lugia, um, it seems like it, it could do pretty well against. Um, so the deck is E turn is on the rise, and I it's kind of weird to say because I thought that deck was going to be dead. Um, and we've seen Weezing kind of see play here and there, um, but I think now that the meta's kind of settled um, and Lugia is seeing so much success and it's at that uh, two eighty. Um, Eternatus is kind of licking its lips because it that's kind of the perfect number. Uh just a right right about with a couple of zigzagoon pings or whatever. Um it's it's yeah. pretty close uh to taking those uh one shots. Yeah. Um I'm just looking at the list real quick. This is gonna be something I'm gonna play. I've been itching for Eternatus to come back. He's one of my faves decks that I like to play. Uh, so we might have to give this a try out in a couple weeks. Right, right. After you play your fossils. After you play your fossils. You, you you can get it in two weeks if you win next week. Um, If you don't, and, then you uh, have to do another week away from Eternatus. It does make use of your uh, Radiant Hisuian Sneezlers. So yeah, adding that extra adjective. poison. Yeah, like if you're stalling them out, you can uh, easily take prizes going into your turn. Um, and I know a lot of a lot of players are trying to do that, right? So... Yeah. Uh, you stall your your opponent out because they can't use their abilities, um, whatever that might be, to get their engine going on. Uh, then you poison them, um, and the and the goal for you is to really just get them um, to that threshold where they're just about dead, um, but can't really do anything. And then after they uh, inevitably pass, they get knocked out by the poison going into your turn, and then kind of just rinse and repeat. So you're taking prizes and. Uh, you know, going into your turn with more cards <laughs> and just to set up. So the deck seems pretty, pretty okay. Uh, better than I give Eternatus uh, credit for in a long time. So um, let's see if that yeah. deck sees a little bit more play in the future. I am sure that, I mean, Eternatus is the big, the big bad boy in this, in this list. Mm -hmm. So, but I, I'm sure a lot of things revolve around the Weezing. So it's, I would, Probably no one will let me call it, but this is more probably a wheezing Eternatus deck than a Eternatus. You're probably deck. right. Again, I haven't had any hands-on experience with this variance of the deck, and I haven't played Etern in probably a year. Um, uh, so um, I I wouldn't argue that statement. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it looks pretty good. Uh, I'm interested in trying this bad boy out. So nice, nice. As something's going crazy upstairs. Um, but yeah, I think that's um, enough on the, you know, specifically Texas breakdown. Obviously, um, I didn't get to watch a lot of day one, but, it, you know, I do want to talk a little bit about just the production of 
the podcast or not the podcast, but of of the streams. Um, them adding more of the the interview, the the interview corner room, whatever you want to call it. Um, have you got to see a lot of that stuff? I think um I guess I want to just say that they're doing a great job. Um, it's making it more entertaining, not only just for the, the in-game play, but in between rounds, because I know there's a lot of time with dead time in between. Um, and they're eliminating a lot of that. Obviously, you can't eliminate all of it. Uh, but I want to give the the stream team Pokemon um everybody involved um some props because their their production value is just going up and up and up yeah yeah uh, i saw uh some of that in toronto as well when we were there uh but yeah the extra uh green room interview room whatever you want to call that added space like to fill the the in-between match time uh, i think that's excellent i think it's really cool um way to just kind of interview players uh i like when they bring a judge on or something like that just um cool cool ways to entertain people uh in general uh about the event that's going on and uh everything else that's happening throughout the day like right story wise right definitely so just keep it up guys um you know not always able to watch the streams because obviously um life gets hectic and busy uh, i wish i can watch all of pokemon stuff all the time uh, but when i do get a chance um you know it just is it's getting more and more enjoyable uh so just keep it up like i said um with that before we get into the you know the middle of the show stuff i do want to ask um since we've been in this meta for a while we're going to be in this meta for another um couple months now um, uh, three more months three more three more months well, i mean there's gonna be a little bit of change with one of the 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 sets the in-between sets but as of now do we feel that the meta is solved um where um basically lugia's top dog you still got you know lost box variants and uh you know muse still there uh, but those are basically the big three and then you'll see things pop up from time to time um, do you feel that, that the meta is solved or do you feel that, you know, there's still a couple more surprises to come out? I don't know. We've got an awfully big card pool at the moment. So we sure do. I want to say we can't, uh, there's room for a little bit of spark of innovation, but I think it's going to fall within something we've seen kind of maybe seen happen already like something some sort of archetype we've already seen um uh i don't see like someone being able to like create a a a great electric deck we just don't have the like attackers yet so it's just going to come onto the scene but i do see maybe a more creative look at vikavolt like uh or aerodactyl that might work in a different tournament uh depending on the meta for that weekend just like um, the being able to take advantage of uh, like a percentages of like their higher percentages of Lugia. So this becomes a bigger play, whereas it might not be as good against the field, but the field of that, what it's bad against is so limited. You don't see it like that kind of, I think there's opportunities for things to sneak in like that. So something may still shock us but in terms of what is 
the biggest big decks, like the big archetypes, I think you are you kind of hit home on it. Uh, what we what we've kind of seen is what is what we're gonna see. Right. I I, I tend to agree. Lugia is still going to be, you know, top dog. I, I can't see a reason why not, because even if something comes up with some kind of tech that it's not seeing, uh, we've already seen that he's so versatile that he could just, you know, throw something else in there to to deal with the, whatever tech comes in there. Um, so I don't see any change there. Uh, you know, the other decks are still so good. Lost Box just creates so many different options because that Mirage Gate... Um, or yeah, Mirage Gate, right? Yep. Um, yeah, it that card is is broken being able to accelerate energies like that. Um, so you can really have a lot of different options there too. Uh, and Muse Mew, Muse fast, consistent, it just hits hard. Obviously, it's a three prizer, so there's a little bit of liabilities there. Um, but those three, I, I feel like obviously are the top dogs with you know some kind of Mewtwo deck, um, kind of pushing in, trying to be you know right in that you know in that in that conversation. Um, but I, for the most part, I feel like it probably is. Um, and if if there is something that's so off the wall, I don't feel as it's something that's going to just like shake up the meta so much where it's like, okay, this is now the top deck. I think there's always going to be, you know, answers. Um, and it might just be a flash in the pan, no matter what, um, you know, tech comes up uh, in the near yeah. future. Yeah. Yeah. I, I... Whatever might come in and shock us because of because our card pool is pretty big and you can find something innovative to do things based on what you're expecting to see on the day. Like I, I, it is a possibility, but you will not see it stick around because it's most likely something that like can be just safeguarded against. So, correct. Yeah. I just so wish that Zoro Box could, uh, you know, sneak in there because it's so good against the two top decks, <laughs> but it's so inconsistent um, and it struggles sometimes to keep up. But my gosh, that deck is so fun. I've been on that deck for like three weeks now. Um, it's a lot, a lot. It doesn't like Lost Box that much, right? It doesn't like necessarily. It, it, if, it, if it could take the, it doesn't even matter if it actually takes the first prize because, uh, um, having that slow bro out there can kind of make it. It's just that spread damage. So if if like a Kyogre came, it's like game over. Um, yeah. But it it definitely likes Mew. It definitely likes um, you know greedy uh, yeah, players. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah lost, sometimes lost it can lose being, to itself too. Yeah. <laughs> well, Lost Box being like the second or third as most popular deck, that's gonna wear. That's one of those things. If like people just stop playing Lost Box for whatever reason, like that could be a be that could become a good play. Uh, I mean, like so. Even... But I don't see people stopping playing Lost Box. Because... So if you could just get it just a little bit more consistent, like I would take it if it had a favorable to like a super favorable matchup against Lugia and Mew, and then you know, 50-50 to slightly unfavored against Lost Box. I still think it's a good choice. It's just a matter of it stopped beating itself, and it would. it's just so close. <laughs> we maybe need a couple more attackers, something else to make it consistent. I don't know. Um, I don't know why we're going off this tangent, because the deck is not meta, um, <laughs> and people probably you're probably not going to run against it in any of these regionals anytime soon, unless maybe you're playing against me. Uh, and I'm brave enough to bring a deck that's not quote unquote meta. This 
but this deck aside, that's the type of thing that I'm trying to think of too. That if if you wanted to sneak up and kind of catch people unawares, like if you can build a deck, whatever it may be, uh, whatever using whatever you want, and you can find yourself having a very favorable matchup against uh, a Mu Max and a Lugia. Well, if you can find yourself having a very favorable matchup against Lugia and then Mu Max or like lost box like you just you kind of own either one but then maybe you take the hard l to the other it might be worth sneaking up depending on what you're seeing the counts be like if you see mu dipping and that's the one you take the l to might become a good play so if you got that deck in your pocket just find the right weekend to play it right all right well i think that's gonna do it for you know all that talk let's get jump into our middle of the episode uh, fun sure, shenanigans, and let's go into some trivia. It's time, time for trivia. Trivia. I have the ten. It's my turn to give you the ten. Right? I, we've been alternating, but we never actually uh, like officially said, "Hey, we're just like going back and forth." I do have a one card uh, trivia for you. Um, okay. So, well, that's why I thought we. I like the ten speed round. I do like the ten. It's I. Whenever you're giving them to me, though, I feel like a, a, a wave of anxiety hitting over because I'm not good at trivia, and I know people are judging me. <laughs> well, we'll see. I, I have some very quick ones brought up, so maybe uh, maybe easy. I don't know. We'll see. Go easy um, on me, community. I love you guys. <laughs> do you want Do you want to hit the speed round first, and then yeah, I'll just, try and get let's just get my L out of the way. All right. Well, uh, as Per the use, I have 10 cards here that I'm going to read, either an attack or an ability. I have to pull up my uh, timer. And we'll get started here. I read the first ability. All right. Ready? Go for it. All right. Uh, the first one is Moisture Star. Oh, is that the Gudra? Next one, Dragon's Horde. Pass. Primate Wisdom. Uh, Rangaroo. Persist Sting. Uh, Beedrill. Knuckle Punch. Oh, I know this one, um, but I don't... Um, um, I pass. Rapid Strike Tentacles. Uh, That's that's uh artillery. No, no, that's that's uh that's Malamar. Concealed cards. Oh my gosh, I know this one. Concealed cards. Why I'm gonna pass right now. I know this one. Psychic leap. Uh Mew. Amazing Blaze. Um that's that's um the one that you just used, I don't remember his name. Uh, J J Raikou, right? Not not Raikou. No, he's uh, the Firebird, the legendary Firebird. I, I fudge. Uh, pass. Okay, <laughs> well, so this is the last one. You're out of time, but uh, I I know all of Power these. Edge. Just... Power Edge. Um, you know this one too. I, let's just pass. I, I don't know. I, I, I all it. these are easy. Uh, this is I can't think that fast. 
<laughs> you got five because you, you went back and got Malamar. So that was good. So uh, you passed on Dragon Horde is Reggie Drago. I, okay. I knew that one. I knew that one. It was on the tip of my tongue. I just, I didn't want to hang punch. Up I'm pretty sure you confused me with, but I wasn't going to give you pitch of Chico Mucu as the uh, name of the ability. I, I Figured it was, uh, that's what I was thinking again, but I was trying to like speed through these again. Dang it. Reshiram. I, I knew that. It. I said it was the one that you just used. I couldn't uh, think of the Reshiram, but I knew the card. Uh, and then Power Edge is RCSB, not Trinity Charge. Yeah. One attack. Yep. I knew it doesn't was... have Trinity in the name. Hey, I've won a few and then games off that. Cards is the only one I. Yeah, that one kind of makes me mad. That's the one out of anything. <laughs> I knew all of them. Except I just can't spit these out because, like, one sometimes I forget the Pokemon's name, even though the card I can I can always visualize the card. I can't always visualize the name of the Pokemon. I cannot believe I miss Greninjas because, gosh, dang it! <laughs> out of That's all the passes, right. that one was the most painful. Well, uh, <sighs> listeners, tweet me. Let me know how many you got right. Uh, Probably more than 10, me. Nine out of ten. <laughs> Let me yeah, just let me know if you beat Jake. Let me just just let me know. <laughs> I mean, if somebody didn't beat me, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> um, all right, that's it. That's all. I, that's my ten. All right, so I have a single card um, named this Pokemon. This ability or attack belongs to, and this one is an ability, um, and. It's standard as per the use, um, but the ability name is Stance Change. Stance Change? Oh, jeez. I know there's a Pokemon that, like... I'm going to go back just to make sure I can read it here. So sorry that I'm going through my PTCGO as you're um, doing that. Because this is where I grabbed it off of today. I, 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 the only one I can think of that I know that changes off the top of my head is Aegislash. But I feel like that's wrong because I think it's a fighting Pokemon that has different stances. And I just can't think of the name of the Pokemon. I'm just going to go with Aegislash, though. Well, your Hail Mary, you got the touchdown. It is ah! Aegislash. Um, so once during your turn, you may switch this Pokemon with an Aegislash in your hand. Um, um, any uh, attached cards, damage counters, special conditions, um, um, turns it into play, um, stay on the effects of this new Pokemon. So... See, I had no idea stance with the with the age slash. That's the one with the sword. The other one was the big shield, which was the shield version of it. That card never yeah. seen play, um, but I know it was an interesting one. So no, that was a good guess on your part. I probably wouldn't have got it myself, obviously, as we know that I'm not good at trivia. <laughs> <yet. laughs> well, those are those are two cards that I knew were existed because I, I I like that the interestingness of the the switch out. And that was a that was a hail mary guess on because they do switch out, but I seriously thought it was a fighting Pokemon that could that had a stance change something. There it is. There it is. No, oh, good guess. Props on you. Uh, everybody, let us know if you got Aegislash correct. 
All right. Well, we can move right in to uh, listening to a word from our sponsors before we announce the winner of the ETB giveaway. Nope. Dang it. The Christmas ET. The Triple Triple P P. ETB Christmas giveaway to thee. As I say correctly for the first time. But first, a word from our sponsor. The Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast is brought to you by Sports Car Junction. Located in the North Hills of Pittsburgh, Sports Car Junction is a one-stop shop for players and collectors with a wide variety of singles, supplies, packs, and boxes available in-store and online at sportscarjunction.com. Don't forget to check out our weekly league Mondays at 6 p.m. Thank you, Sports Card Junction, as always, uh, for sponsoring us and uh, being making us able to be doing the triple monthly P. giveaways. It doesn't have to be monthly. always the triple Bs uh, <laughs> giveaway for these because it's not always <laughs> Christmas time. <laughs> yes, but now. It is time that I have to say it again because we have to crown the winner of the Triple P ETB giveaway of Christmas time to thee. <laughs> Every time you get it a little different. <laughs> it's it's now a meme. It's gotta be. It's, it's gotta be something like that. So yes, winter time. So uh we put all the entrances' names into a hat, which then I randomly generated a number to pick out this week's winner or the week this holiday's winner and our holiday drum roll which i don't have the sound so i'm doing it this way is steve burks congratulations lovely, steve <laughs> steve the good judge, steve the good he entered uh and won this awesome giveaway so we will Make sure we send it really, really far away to you. Right. Well, you know what? Uh, a little fun fact: last week's wi- or last month's winner um, was from Australia, and so it went from very, very far to just right Whoa. down the road. <laughs> so there was a little too extreme. Um, yeah. But congratulations, Steve, um, for going in there. Thank you for the continued support. Um, obviously, at our local level with our community. Um, but also us at the podcast, um, you know, with for your listenership, for your feedback, for all of that stuff. We do appreciate um, for for you in all you know walks of our community for sure. Yeah. So you are our lucky winner. Thank you for submitting the keyword, which if you guys couldn't figure it out was radiant deli bird. So uh, I also. Dropped a hint in the names of the episodes. <laughs> you sure did. So, <laughs> I, was, I was a little like, come on, Chuck. You made it too easy. <laughs> uh, try to give the little gift giving of the holiday season out there, making it even as much easy as possible. But uh, congratulations to uh, you guys. And then uh, keep listening because uh, starting next year, we might do another one. Spoiler uh, yeah. alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Um, uh, so, but it is now time to move into the news, and we have, uh, a bunch of news, some techie news, 
some new card news, uh, and some a uh, little bit of sad news. Some goodbyes. So, some goodbyes. But we'll goodbyes. save the goodbyes for last. We'll save goodbyes for last. We'll talk about the tech news. Uh, so Pokemon has, uh, TPCI has filed for a patent uh, for, uh, I'm trying to sum it up, for cool RFID technology that allows you to track cards while they're in a deck and in a play area during play. Um, so those of you who haven't seen the article on Pokey Beach, uh, basically trying to sum it up a little bit is they'll they'll have sleeves with RFID technology in them. So then uh, with this uh, tracker technology nearby in, in a play area for, this is meant for presentations and streams and such. Uh, a presentation could see uh, as they sleeve the deck, they can assign the sleeve to a card so then you can, the presentation people can know exactly what's uh, in a person's hand without having to have a camera on the hand to see it. And uh, they can also see what's still in the deck for potential plays for commentators to fantasize, like, you know, not fantasize, but. Yeah, analyze and, and theorize yeah, and see yeah, what's going to happen. Yeah. And uh, you could potentially, without having to have cameras underneath, like a special prize area camera, um, you would know prize cards. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. Um, again, just you know, going off of what we talked about earlier with uh, with you know, you know, streams and in, in general, just uh, being able to um, have that technology just to add a little bit more insight and more um, you know thoughtfulness to the commentators. <laughs> to to the audience uh just makes it more enjoyable um so pretty cool um we'll i can't wait to see some play i'm still a little um baffled how that's even possible uh but that's way way beyond me uh, but again uh pretty cool news i think just for for the the viewership of the game of pokemon tcg yeah uh, i mean i'm curious to see how they'll integrate it myself uh but the idea of being able to kind of know exactly what cards are available to for a presentation side so that uh you know a, a, a chip richie and and like ethan heggie behind the desk could sit there and theorize knowing that hey he's got two quick balls left in the deck with aluminium you know blah 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 he could go get this uh you know it, it offers a little bit more roadmaps for commentators and casters to use um, and maybe a little less hardware that they actually have to bring. So they don't right. have to have a, an under-the-table camera for both prizes. They don't have to have an over-the-shoulder camera for the hand, et cetera, et cetera. You just stay right on the action uh, and, and go from there. So 100%. we'll see. Oh, very Pretty cool. neat. Yeah. All right. So uh, I, did, I did spoil, or not spoil, but I did say there was a new card new card news but we got uh, a a kind of a, a base idea of the set list that is the pokemon prize pack series one yeah and it is massive <laughs> yes uh, uh it is up to 165 plus cards at the moment including energies hi carumba um 
So, I mean, and there's hollows, uh, all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, looking at the list, uh, kind of scrolling through because I'm not going to go over everything. No, there's too much to go over. And these are yeah. all reprints, uh, but they all just have, you know, the 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 new logo or the new stamps on them, um, which makes it really fun. But uh, it definitely uh, too much to, you know, just keep talking about or talk about cars individually, I guess. Yeah, and it, it is spanning the whole gamut of uh, Sword and Shield at the moment. It seems like everything up to at least Evolving Skies is included. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not seeing too much. I will say that, that uh, at the, at our locals this week, uh, we did get to get one or each of us got one pack. Um, and every single card uh, was awesome. I ended up pulling an Aurora Energy um, with with the uh, the stamp with the stamp on there, plus a Hollow Energy. Uh, I think it was a Fighting. Uh, there was a couple other things that were cool though. Cool though, but uh, again, uh, I'm a sucker for these stamped cards. Uh, and I think you know going forward, especially the energies, I don't see a reason to ever play like a normal energy once you get a few of these packs. Uh, through season one, season two, um, if they're continually doing energies. So um, yeah. pretty cool. I'm excited about it. Uh, obviously, there's some V, V, V maxes, V, probably not V stars yet, um, but you know, all pretty awesome. Um, and I'm just Pokemon and TCPI just uh, really been knocking it out of the park as far as their IRL price support lately, I guess. Yeah, I will say I need, I, I see uh, Whimsicott. Mm-hmm. Uh, is in there with the stamp. Uh, I'm going to need to uh, find one of those if anyone pulls one or interested in uh, trading it, selling it. Let me know. Uh, I uh, none of my stores have uh, received prize packets, but we are anxiously awaiting the uh, uh, them here locally to me. So, uh, but I would take one of those Whimsicott's as soon as possible for my collection. Right. All right. Um, yeah, if you want to check out a list, it's on Pokey Beach. Um, they have links to everything, including uh, I think some pictures. So now for the the goodbyes, the sad news: uh, Ash Ketchum and Pikachu are on their swan song. Uh, they have a small. 11, I think it was an 11 episode, basically retirement party um, coming up where they are. Uh, Pokemon is basically retiring Ash and Pikachu from the main line of anime stories uh, and, and or cartoons. So uh, that will be it for them. Um, maybe as main characters, we might see them again. Is I have a feeling characters. we'll see him as a side character or something. Since now, um, spoiler alerts, um, he is the grand champion. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I, I'm sure at some point down the line, <laughs> the next main characters will be challenging him, um, or or getting some kind of mentorship from him because I know. Uh, they they've had plenty of the other like champions do the same for Ash, so I'm sure um, he'll he'll yeah. show up at some point. Yeah, they. Uh, I did say that there's already another show in the works after said uh, a small series that 
starting with two new characters from, mm. I think, the Scarlet and Violet games. Yes. Maybe. I can't remember. Yes. Yeah. Was it from the two new characters from the Scarlet and Violet games? So um, we'll see how they go. Yeah. Uh, excited. Um, not that I watch a, a whole lot of um, of the TV show, but um, it's, it's kind of cool to see a, a close to this chapter. Um, I know it was a meme for a long time, you know, growing up that Ash never won. He always failed. And then he, he finally got, he finally became the very best and had a little swan song. So um, congratulations yeah. to a great run there, Ash. Yeah. I mean, in uh, kind of, where do you go from there? But uh, when you become the very best, you just, it's when you hang up the hat, I guess. So I guess so. Oh, if they make him hang up the hat at the end of the last episode, they may get some tears from me. But no, <laughs> all they have to do is have Pikachu say so, like say his name in a very sad way, and I, I, I might not cry, but I will get choked up. <laughs> I don't want to think about. It. All right, next, yeah, next let's next move thing. on. Okay, that's Moving it for on. the news. That's it for the news. Let's get into the meat of this episode's conversation. I want to see, in your opinion, what is next now that, you know, Texas is done. Uh, the season is, I think, halfway over now, at least in North America or close to. Um, we're not going to be getting the the next two uh, uh, regionals. Uh, at least we're not going to be able to play. Um, but what is next for you and what's next on your agenda or, you know, in the, in the short term uh, in the game of Pokemon? What? Um, yeah, well, the season is kind of almost half over. Um, I mean, what did it start in October? I mean, it's October, so technically we still have about six more months to go because I think LA and NAIC is until June. Right. Uh, so it's a little, I mean, a little bit more than half left, but uh, it kind of feels like a halfway mark. Especially at for at least us not being able to go for sure for the next two, because I think it's in Florida and then California, the next two. Um, yeah. So we're not going to be able to hit those. And by the time those two are finished, um, it's going to, you know, it's going to be at that halfway point. And then I know for me, I know I'm not going to be able to go to um, where, where was the one that we were going to go to? Um, the one at Bayou, uh, Fort Wayne. Well, yeah, so I, Fort Wayne, Fort I'm not going to be able to go to now, unfortunately. That's a bummer. Yeah, I, that's the one I'm planning on going to next. Um, kind of <laughs> with the whole rotation news, I was kind of bummed because it will be uh, again at the end of another meta. Um, because I believe uh, that's it, it, it's like the weekend that Scarlet and Violet drops, so we'll have two weeks until the new meta starts. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Uh, I am excited for that because it's it's nearby. That's kind of what the plan is. But uh, I'm going to wait. I'm waiting a little bit to get really into the headspace for that because uh, there are a couple cards that I want to see come out from Crown Zenith uh, that I want to theorize decks around. And uh, some other cards, I just want to see their potential, That like what, what potential they kind of have at the moment before Crown Zenith comes. Um, so I'm just testing some stuff out, but I got to keep a mindset because I have team challenge to look forward to as well, but we're at that window where who knows when that starts. 
Well, uh, I could so... say that um, our store, Sports Car Junction, um, received the email with the rule set. Um, nothing. I kind of glanced over it quickly. Um, you know, they sent it now that the, the qualification stage is done. Uh, so they have sent an email out to this, uh, the, the stores and the 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 tos that are running each store um so that that indicates that we're getting close at least um to being able to play so i think that's definitely next on my agenda is preparing for that and getting you know our team together and trying to get a, a little bit of pregame seeing what our strengths and weaknesses are and what we kind of think um is going on um so i think we're going to start you know getting maybe like a weekly um powwow going on um and just kind of talk all things Pokemon and play some play testing and all that stuff. So uh, I think team challenge is definitely next on the agenda for me um, and it should be for you. So get your team members together. Yeah. Yeah. No, start talking um, about that. We totally, the, we had a very weird end of the team challenge. I think the, they squeezed one in uh, the fourth one because the Sunday it was supposed to happen did fire, but we have a complete team of four now. So um Three of which I have met and I like. Uh, uh, one, it's me, uh, Val, uh, and Mike, and a Jonathan. Um, I have not. I think I've met Jonathan. I'm not sure, um, in particular. But Mike and Val are mainstays at lo- league nights, so I'm excited to work with them as a team. Um, I'm kind of like the. I guess the veteran guy at, at the moment. Right. So uh, we'll see how it goes, but we got to get them in a room and, and we, yeah, we gotta start talking about what we're going to do. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's definitely next on the agenda um, is getting ready for team uh, team challenges. And for me, I know, I know for you it's different because you're going to be doing Fort Wayne, but for me, um, Knoxville is actually before that. And I'm potentially, Especially now that I know I can't go to uh, Fort Wayne, I'm going to try to go to Knoxville. I think it's like a seven-hour drive, so that might be a little bit rough. I know I did do Peoria, so I got to see if I can find somebody to either A, carpool with, or B, uh, room with. Maybe fly. I don't know. Maybe flights are cheap. Uh, But I I, I definitely don't want to go solo on this one, so I would have to go with somebody. Uh, but I, I really do want to go because I, I'm kind of bummed that I can't go to Fort Wayne because I actually have a, a family vacation just uh, around my son's uh, spring break. So I can't. And we're and we're going to California to go visit family and probably do Disney and all that stuff. So can't go that weekend, unfortunately, because it's the only weekend we can fit in to, to go see family. Yeah. Uh, hey, it's. Sometimes things just how scheduling works, and uh, that's the rough part with the regional championships. If you're if you're just trying to plan those out, sometimes you know things. Uh, you have you have things that you have to go to, right? I know. Originally, when I first found out, I was pretty upset because I, I I love going to these events regardless of how I do, um, just to kind of test my metal, um, become better, or grow as a Pokemon player. Uh, but knowing that I kind of had a rocky start and these haven't been very successful tournaments and as we're kind of at our halfway point um unless we have some huge run at least at these big levels uh it wasn't as upsetting as our as my kind of goals have changed 
where it's more of trying to develop my own skills and to become a, a force later on down the road uh, and just have fun with it. I've definitely been having a lot of fun with the, like I've said, like the Zora box and playing different de- types of decks. Um, so really focusing on that growth. So it wasn't as big of a, a blow after I kind of, you know, analyzed it and, and took it in. Yeah. Well, um, Knoxville, I can, I keep, I keep, keep a lookout for Knoxville. I'll, I'll, I'll see. It's on my, it's on my calendar close enough, but uh, I told you beforehand, it is a little like iffy, but right. we'll see. It's February. It's not too close to Fort Wayne where uh, they're too close to, to make uh, weekends work. It really depends. I'll see if I can get uh, the right amount of time off so that it's not a, that's usually been my trouble is that's so where it is so far away. If I can't get Friday off, then it's a no. Right. So. And yet, luckily for me, I always have that Friday off, um, but it, it might be a, I need to take Monday or maybe even potentially Thursday. I don't know. Uh, we'll well, see. I'm at, I'm at that point where I, I, I would, I would want to take a Monday too, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know. Um, I've been, I've, I've been saving a little bit of vacation for, uh, the the planning of NAIC, but I think it's going to be outside of my my like my picking like window at the moment. I think it's going to technically be next year's vacation bidding. So I think I'm just going to go ahead and like basically plan that last yeah throw that last week in there and see what else I can what else I can plan around because that's what I have again planned for Fort Wayne of the Friday. And the, the I believe the Monday off, so that was gonna be my. I was like, the early ones were the ones that were like, dang it, I have to try and squeeze these, and and uh, right. it didn't work out. And I was just trying to trying to go, but um, that drive time is basically why I didn't go to Peoria because I would have had to drove after five o'clock to Peoria, and that would have been a killer. And I did it for. Um, something else, but arrived basically the day before, like in the morning, and it was bad, and that's why I decided not to try and do that again. Yeah, because I know uh, Baltimore. Friend, I can't remember the. I know this weekend or uh, Texas weekend. Uh, count the money was even like he had on the Twitter like that asking that like is is showing up the day before, even if it's a short drive, like a bad idea, like the Saturday of. No, that's and, like, it, regardless of the, I'm still trying to get my pre-game, like my pre-tournament routine down. I've done it where I haven't touched the deck and played and not given thought of it because, you know, I've, I've done my pre-work. I've done it where I've tested, tested, tested that night of, made last-minute changes. Uh, but regardless of the schedule, it just going out, um, having something to eat at a you know a city that's not your your norm um, with your friends is always always fun and that's almost you know just as much worth a part of the trip than the actual tournament play yeah. is is those kind of experiences uh, so hundred yeah, percent it's you want to go early for sure yeah I think it was more of like this is the only like this is the only time I can get there to get there. Yeah, um, which is what happened to me. I think it was actually NEIC. Is that when I showed up really, really early? Like I just showed up the Saturday before. I can't or remember. The, I showed up the morning of, 
or really late that night. I can't no, remember. No, you showed up really late that night because I remember you kept me awake. <laughs> um, and the next night so, I knocked myself out with uh, some sleeping some sleeping pills. Uh, I just told him, I was like, it's not ideal because I do remember the next day not just not feeling good about my entire internal, like fatigue hit quickly. Um, decisions were harder. Like, not that they're like, you know, you just like, you felt, I felt a little bit more indecisive or it was like maybe second guessing myself. So that's what I'm trying to avoid in these, like in these events now that like, if I can't get to the Friday off and it's like a six plus hour drive, getting there that late might not be a good idea. So then that it might not be worth uh, even like attending. So, right. Well, we'll see Um, again, like carpooling, is always a fun experience as well. Um, but yeah. we need to do a carpool cast. So we do. I, we almost did one when I was coming back from Peoria. Uh, but I think I was pretty upset and just didn't want to talk. Cause I was like, I was convinced I was going to do well. And that was probably the worst tournament I've ever had. I know. It'd, it'd be <laughs> nice. If we were both in the car, I'll just bring a laptop. We That's true. Before. We got to do that. We got to do that. <laughs> All right, so everyone can hear the sights and sounds. We're getting off topic. Let's go. We're getting off topic. (laughs) Last thing I want to talk about, uh, and I don't have a specific date, but I know league cups are coming back soon. We're ramping up um, with getting prize support for the local leagues um, and just being able to do those things. So we haven't actually experienced league cups um, yet because obviously we're pandemic players, but you know it's right around the corner um, to you. Do you think preparing for League Cups, you know, since they're generally they're going to be, you know, some of the the local stores that you go to, um, familiar sites, you're going to see a lot more locals that you know, um, you know, what they play and whatnot. Do you prepare for League Cups differently than what you would prepare for regionals? Um, So obviously regionals, you're just going off the big meta decks. Do you kind of go more rogue or do you think that you still stick with like the meta um he's pretty close to the meta um so with cups i think you can i think you can get away with rogue a little bit more if you want to if you're well not just be like i like this rogue deck i saw online but if you're something that you're you you know and you can pilot throughout matchups that you know you're going to see in the meta um then you can get away with it. But the thing with the cups is you have, you know, your own, you know, your player pool that you're going to see a lot better than what you're going to see at a regional. So regionals, you have to kind of, you got to go by percentages. Like I'm going to see, especially when our regionals are a thousand plus players now. So you're going to see 25% of the pool is, is Lugia. So, yeah, I'm going to play a Lugia deck at one point in time during the day. like, And I'm going to play a Lost Box. You can't really be like, all right, well, I know John's coming, and John plays Stonejourner every time he plays the game, so I need to make sure I have something that beats Stone. Like, you, know, you might know that John is going to this event, and he's going to play X deck. Like, you might – like, I know my, my local group is – I have a more higher likely chance of seeing Mews uh, in mm-hmm. my local group. Like we just have more Mew players than 
than other things. Even Lugia players at the moment. We have more Mew players than Lugia players at the moment. Right. So Drapion ain't going nowhere in my decks. Like, <laughs> exactly. During a league during a league ch- cup. Like I will still put a Drapion in a deck that doesn't necessarily need it because I plan on seeing it more. Right. Um, so does that, that make, is, does that change your, your whole deck archetype of what you potentially bring? So obviously say you, you know, your locals and you're going to expect at least, you know, you know, the majority of them to play Mew, um, you know, maybe that the Mew is the 20%. Um, so would that completely change what your deck decision would be um, in general? It can. Um, it may not change. Um, we have a, we have a little bit more time before they actually start kicking the road. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I don't we I have not seen a lot of Lugia players locally. So like I would not be too scared to play something that would just not necessarily do very well against Lugia. Um to play it. I wouldn't be too scared to play it. So but I mean if I start seeing people start picking up Lugias, then I might rethink my my thought process in that. And that's simply just be because I know my own local scene, that is not something that I would, when I would come to yearly cup, taking, I would, like, that would change my deck decision. I was like, I know I'm going to probably see Lugia. So this, uh, this X deck that I was th- thinking about taking to my, my local, probably not a choice here. Right. Yeah. I, I think you nailed the, you know, the, nailed the sentiment perfectly. Um, where you know your local players pool, um, you know what they tend to like to play. Um, so, like here in Pittsburgh, we, we have some meta players for sure, um, but we we also have a, a fair number of players um, that would probably be going to these league cups. Uh, you know, play those you know off the wall decks. Uh, you know, decks that are probably B tier um, that that have just different matchup spreads that you wouldn't necessarily plan for in a regionals. Um, so it definitely can change your your deck decision. Um, also, I mean, I guess after the first couple, I I, I am curious to see how many people travel um, to you know to these. So we're here in Pittsburgh. So how many people from Ohio are going to travel to Pittsburgh, or how many people from from New York are going to travel to Pittsburgh for these things? Um, that's something that I'm very curious to see um, as yeah. just kind of you know scouting for the future. Um, to see what I can expect at these league cups when I am making a, a world's run. Um, how many of those players are going to make it um, since we're kind of like centralized? Uh, or is it going to be just our Pittsburgh players um, for us here in Pittsburgh or or you for Ohio or, you know, the, wherever you are? Yeah. Um, you know, that's a large factor. Um, so if you already, if you're a player, I think everybody's going to maybe be in, a, in the same boat right now because now that we're coming out of pandemic, there's, you know, there's a lot more Pokemon players. So I think the, this season is going to be very telling. I think next season, those veteran players, the players that have a realistic chance and are going to go to these League Cups for this, um, the, these kind of points, um, that's something they can take away um, to see how many people are traveling to their city um, for these uh, and, and kind of make their yeah. deck decision off that. I would care. I'd be curious just because because we're seeing a lot of people travel to begin with for regionals. How many? How many of those ex people travel that travel for regionals are going to go? I don't know, not necessarily real far away, but similar, smaller distance away to to a league challenge or, or a league cup for the day. Challenge if you do a challenge, that's probably going to be just your local group. Uh, I don't right, think right, CPs, right. 
uh, no, no challenge. Unless... I don't think you'll see out of towners, but for cups for sure. Um, yeah. Cause I think for like, for us, we'll go to a regional or to, to NIC. Uh, and for us, I think we're, we're willing to drive like eight hours pushing it yeah. maybe a little bit there. Uh, I, I'm curious to see the distance or the the distance that people are willing to travel um, time wise uh, to get to these cups. Uh, is it? It's not going to be eight hours. I, I very very highly doubt that people are going to be like, yeah, I'm going to go to this this uh, cup for that's eight hours away. I don't think that's going to be the case. But um, is it two hours, three hours away? Is that pushing it? Uh, maybe four. I don't know. Uh, I, that's up to you know, every individual, but it's also something that's uh, unknown to me right now. And I'll, I'll definitely be keeping an eye on uh, going through the season. Yeah. I'm, I'd be curious too. Um, one thing that I heard that like, uh, I think, I think JW and, and uh, Riley were talking about it, is just finding those, those areas in Pokemon where the stores are, um, they work with each other and they have that weekend. Mm-hmm. So you can you can set up that double header like as a fictitious example, like if uh, Pittsburgh would like the two stores would have one on a Saturday, one on a Sunday. Where you right. Get, so then, you know, you come you come Saturday, stay in a hotel, play Sunday. So you get two for the price of one night. Yeah. Uh, hotel like if people I'm, I'm curious to see if stores try and do that and if people do the overnight thing. I know I mean, there was, that would talk, be I know there was talks twice. I know there was, I, I kind of overheard conversations of, of local stores and people that are involved in those kind of things uh, kind of go, you know, with those discussions more of like, let's not step on each other's toes and try to compete yeah. with one another. Like it, it, it doesn't make sense because they're both not going to be profitable because you're splitting, um, you know, that, that player pool. And obviously we want to get as many players to these, these cups as possible. Yeah, I can't remember if there's size limits on cha- on cups. I'm not challenges, sure. I think challenges have a size limit, mm-hmm. but I don't know if cups do. So, like, I'm surprised. I'm, I think it's I'm, just up to every individual store and what they can their yeah. capacity can be. Um, in I mean, I'd be curious to see what what kind of size cups we get too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. All answers that uh, all questions that will be answered in the near future for us. Yeah. All right, I think that's going to do it for us. I think we had a lot of pretty good discussion there um, with it when it comes to meta, um, you know, just looking out for the future um, and just kind of, you know, a lot of fun shenanigans there. I had a lot of fun today. Um, all all our podcasts are awesome, but I think this one was a little bit better um, than most. And I do appreciate you coming and, and um, you know, starting a little bit late because I know you've been super busy. I know you have a, a night ahead of you of editing. Uh, so I appreciate your time, uh, even when you're super swamped, uh, and I, I can look forward to continually doing this uh, week by week um, with you yeah. and hanging out with the community. Um, I know the community has been awesome at reaching out and talking to us and you know giving us feedback um, and spreading the love. So that means a lot to myself. I know it means a lot to Chuck. Uh, so I do want to express my thanks there. Um, and this is the last episode before Christmas. So I do want to say um, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. If you don't celebrate Christmas, um, Happy Hanukkah, um, all that fun stuff. Um, you know, enjoy your families. Hopefully you get some Pokemon product and get some uh, 
um, some good polls. Uh, look forward to seeing the community's uh, posts on Twitter when it comes to that. And Chuck, again, uh, Merry Christmas. Um, and again, I've been enjoying my time doing this with you. Um, and I guess there was one more thing I wanted to talk about, but I'll let you um, <laughs> kind of well, close out what you were saying. No, I, I just want to reiterate, too. Thank you uh, for everything. Uh, I enjoy doing this with you as well. Merry Christmas. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. Uh, I really, I really was sad I couldn't be there last weekend, but um, I'll make it up. I I 100% understand. I still feel that you, I've seen more of you, uh, at least at my place, um, more than you, you lived in Ohio than when you lived in Pittsburgh, uh, which makes perfect (laughs) sense because, you know, you had a house out here or a place to live. (laughs) Um, But again, uh, I I forgot to mention this earlier. What's that? You just casually forget like the every weekday seeing of me at the locals. Well, no, no, I meant more like, you know, know, aside from the locals. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But there was one more thing I forgot to mention. I just just be on the lookout. Um, um, I know we kind of talked about the project earlier, but we've we've got some images and did a lot of work this last week on um, our custom card slash uh, uh, promos uh, did a lot of work behind the scenes there I uh, can't wait to get it out to the public and, and start handing these out at events um, but you know it, it's all possible to you know you guys uh, in the community um, and you know all that stuff um, to get these out there so appreciate everybody again um, I can't say it enough um, but that, I think that's going to do for me um, and yeah. I think it's going to do for Chuck so thank you guys thank you Appreciate you. Happy holidays. And we'll see you. Peace. Thanks again for listening to the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. Uh, As always, if you could do us and future listeners a favor and leave us a like, a rating, or a review on whatever your podcast platform of choice is, it goes a long way to helping out the pod. Plus, Jake, where can you reach us directly? Yeah, you can get me at Pinucks1 on Twitter, as well as Chuck at WatchWimsy and Ryan at ry for gaming You can also reach us on Twitter for the whole Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast at PitPokeyPod. Thanks again, guys and gals. We will see you all next time. See you later.